with Loz Taylor and Christian Carlisle. Andrew Newfeld of Comeback Kid and Sights and Sound is joining us this evening to talk timeless lyrics, tour in Canada, and an unexpected love of Liam Gallagher. Do you know what? Just before you came on, man, we were watching. It was Wake. The, you, you guys performing Wake the Dead at Amsterdam. Rebellion Tour 2013, right? We were watching that video on YouTube before we came on to you and I, I don't think I realised quite how much I missed rowdy, sweaty, smack-in-the-face gigs. I, I really, <laughs> really miss it, man. Has it been for you not having the outlet of like live performance? Yeah, it's it's been it's been weird. It's been... there's I have mixed feelings. Like, I definitely miss... Like, what I miss the most is... Uh, I don't really have a, a way to, like, exert my energy because I'm a little bit, you know, like... As a you know, as a front man, you're like kind of moshing around and swinging yeah, your definitely. arms and shit. And I don't think there's anywhere uh, other than a, a live show that that feels normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nowhere to really, there's nowhere to really do that. Um, I w- I've gone to like our rehearsal spot, my my own rehearsal spot, um, a couple times just by myself because like I, we were doing some comeback in demos, um, just like the guitar, you know, the guitar players and with fake drums and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but it, I wasn't really able to capture the uh, the full like energy part of it, so I like you know got went went to the jam space by myself and like kind of you know acted as if I was you know sitting on a stage, kind of <laughs> pacing around a little. I think that's I think that's what's really missing for me is like a way to exert my energy. I've been going to like the like doing like doing like long walks, and I actually fractured my ankle skateboarding. But I've just just been trying to get into the outside things more, like get that that fix of like gym stuff or jogging or whatever, but it's still not the same, is it? It's still, you're still missing that, missing that like raw energy side of things. There is no kind of tiredness that can compare with like a post-show kind of exhaustion, whether you're on stage or in the mosh pit, you come out of that at the end, just like, I need to lie down for a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. The, o- the, o- the only place to be honest that I'm, I kind of do it. It's like, you know, maybe later at night when I'm getting a little, getting a couple boozies in me, then I'll kind of start, you know, pushing, pushing around my friends and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a bit louder. <laughs> yeah. So like I was just saying, like, um, we've had some like demo sessions and stuff, but uh, since I live in Toronto and three members live in Vancouver, we all just came to Winnipeg um, to do our second writing session. But this is the first one that's the full band. And uh, and Win- and Winnipeg's like in straight up lockdown right now. Like they just went into it today, so like you can't have any more than five people in a household. You can't be visiting other households, and so we just got some like you know, I got a standalone Airbnb, and then we got you know fake drums, and you know we're gonna be playing at a kind of kind of quieter volume. But I have my mic and st- stuff set up, and it's I guess the one nice thing is I'm gonna be able to actually hear my vocals while we're jamming instead of like trying to compete. <laughs> drums yeah but 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 also you know the dudes are wearing like masks inside the room and stuff so i'm kind of like gonna be pacing in like the hallway by the bathroom and i'll kind of i will do some my own moshing in there so yeah gotta get it out man so i guess like like cracking into the sort of what we're trying to do here with this podcast is just that uh, as you probably know i've like suffered quite a lot during like the time I've been trying to scream and, and that with like throat surgery. So the idea came to me that it'd be so cool to put something together that talks, you know, that talks about vocal, which I feel like you get a lot of front men to like that do interviews and stuff like that. But like, it feels like 
it's not very much out there in this sort of podcast world. I don't know. I might be completely wrong, but no, they, I, we, yeah, that's the whole idea is to kind of find out something about the specific side of, 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 of performance, the actual vocal side of things. But don't just don't think it's covered uh, enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are, are you, a, are you a vocalist as well? No, uh, originally, for, well, I came from a very different musical background when it came to the vocal side of things in that I, I, I was in like entirely musical theater. So that my background, like in vocals, is much more classically trained, big voice nice. from the bottom right. of your lungs type of voice. Where, yeah. so Here I come to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm like always being kind of mad in the musical side of things. And then to meet Laws and hear this completely new. He was the first person I ever met because I had quite a secluded life in the north of Scotland that ever actually properly sang like that, that did the really hardcore roar. And I was like, man, how do you do that? That is, that is hard. So he was telling is ferocious. <laughs> he is indeed. Yeah. No, no technique. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever run into any problems from, uh, from, from many years on the, uh, you know, on the road? Uh, singing and otherwise did you did you ever run into any vocal health problems 100 percent um it it doesn't it does happen um you know from time to time it used to happen all the time when i was younger uh but I, you know the main thing is if i break my voice in once and lose it at the beginning of a tour or at you know at the beginning of some sessions then somehow maybe it builds a callus around it. I don't know the, the medical uh, term, but I feel, no, but some, somehow I, I break my voice first and then I can kind of like coast along for quite a while uh, after, after I, I break my voice once, usually. So the, right, the same right. thing happens for me. I get to sort of show three or four on the tour and it's almost like, because, you know, your larynx is a muscle. So like, I think it needs that, it, you like overstretch it and strain it a bit. And then yeah. when it bounces back with the consecutive shows, it sort of, yeah, it learns. And it's just like, right, I need to strengthen up. And, and I think, you know, I think that's why like long tours, especially in, in our genres, Andrew, where, you know, it's, it's punk rock, it's metal. You're like, you're going out on the it's road and you're, on, going, yeah. you're going out for like long tours and doing, but it definitely takes its toll, you know? Isn't it nice though, when you're in that groove and you're like 15 days in, you're like, oh yeah, like all the high notes are being hit that you're, you're trying to. And it, it, it's a good feeling once you get in that groove, but it's, it's, it feels like not, not being able to get a boner when you can't have a voice. <laughs> that's like, it's like that, that's the exact, like, kind of like, like, you know, feeling that you get, it's like, I want this so bad, but I can't do it. I don't know what to yeah. do, but and it's that, like, you know, that's, that's the, the struggles that I've kind of been through. And it like, for me personally, like, although like I'm kind of, I think I'm over that sort of final hurdle in terms of learning the technique and going for a good stint of time using a safe technique. Yeah. Like it's so interesting that how different it is for everybody else, yeah. you know, yeah. and how, uh, person to person like front man to front man like their yeah. whole their whole like warm up for shows is different but, like and I think that's just testament to how different like different personalities are different different larynx is just yeah different. yeah I think well Andrew you've obviously you've got you've got come back here the sights and sounds there's, there's so many different vocal styles that you uh, kind of do do you have do you have different warm-ups and different routines for each time you're singing different types of songs is it a one-size-fits-all thing for you no i think i'm gonna have to sign up for that sleep society to get warm-up <laughs> tips i don't know warm-up oh, tips, you know <laughs> i knew that i knew something about no, that but for like, 
but no, I, I, I am very impressed with people who are able to have that discipline to like warm up and down and maybe I'll, I'll be there one day and I've, I've, I've done it before, but I've never really done it religiously. Mm. I, I remember losing my voice on old tours. I think we're on tour with like Gorilla Biscuits and Murphy's Law. And I remember like kind of struggling. I just started singing for Comeback Kid because I used to play guitar in the yeah. band. But I remember like doing the doing the warm-ups, but maybe like pushing a little too hard for the warm-ups. And Jimmy Gestapo's be like, you know, man, chill out. Like, you don't have to like do all these like, just don't go so hard. You got to ease into yeah. it and like ease down. But it's just like a, it's just like a muscle. You know what I mean? You got to ease in, ease down. Yeah. You know, I don't have uh, in the same, in the same way. I don't really have the discipline all the, after working out. Like it's a, it's a nuisance to me to stretch, but it's something you got to do. It's just healthy, you know? Yeah. Like, but like, like you've been doing this a, like a long time now. Put my kids like one of my favorite bands, like hands down. And this is one thing I was saying to Christian before, like before we, you sort of called dialed in. I was like, I don't know how a guy can be in like two of my favorite bands. I don't know. <laughs> as fanboy as that sounds, I'm just, I've told, I've told Andrew before, like Sights and Sounds, for anyone who hasn't heard Sights and Sounds, literally incredible. It changed your life. It, Go it, and listen. Yeah, it, do it immediately. Yeah. It it's, it's amazing. But Comeback has been going a long time. And the fact that you are where you are in your career and you're not necessarily having to do the warmth and stuff like that kind of just says to me that you know your voice. And I feel mm. like that's what it comes down to. When you've been touring for years, you just start to learn. You start to know how your voice performs well, what you need to do. Do you go on any sort of like health kicks pre-tour? I've, I've spoken to people before that are like, I sort of like, I won't eat cheese like for two months before I go on a tour. And they like treat it like they're an athlete. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to go and do like a big stint of show. Yeah. They cut certain things out to make it happen. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I should. I, I should treat. I want. I've thought about doing that. <laughs> uh, but you know, hey, after COVID, we'll see who comes back and who doesn't. You know, that's why I'm like really trying to keep myself, you know, in check and 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 yeah. you know keep that balance, that good that good balance of my life in. Just because I know that when this whole thing is done, we gotta like you gotta come with some fire, you know, like straight out the gate. So. This is Andrew Newfelt from Comeback Kid, and you're listening to the Throat Podcast. When we're allowed to tour, there's going to be so much of it happening, I guess, because because I think we get the like, downtime, get the rest. We feel, like, we, feel like we need to make up for lost time in terms <laughs> of like just destroying them stadiums. I, I hope so. I'm going to go to all of the gigs. I previously went to most of the gigs. I'm going to go to fucking all of them from now on. I can't wait till it kicks off. Again. Yeah. Andrew, you've your voice, you've, you've got a lot of different vocal styles that you kind of work in. I'm just, I was wondering if you have any, like, do you have any hidden talents? Like a flawless Freddie Mercury or like a really banging Dolly, Dolly Parton? Is there, any, is there any hidden talents you've got vocally? There's a lot of different voices that I've done. Yeah. And I can't say that I can do them all like right no, now. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> like, right, like not for, of course not like this. <laughs> but like last night, um, like, like I said, like my band just like showed up here to Winnipeg and Stu, uh, our guitar player, put on some old like figure four, which is my my band yeah, previous yeah. comeback kid that I, I sang in, which is like super heavy. So it's like, you know, I would I think I've em- just tried to emulate people, you know, mm. all my life. And like, you know, so when figure four was first coming out, it was like hate breed, you know, buried alive kind of thing. So, you know, forcing myself to sing kind of like like you know, lower. So I was playing guitar with Comeback Kid. Mm when we started and then Scott quit after two records. And then, so I kind of had to emulate Scott. Mm. So I 
started doing like a high show, like, la, la, you know, and then I think that's kind of uh, progressed into a more like heavy kind of style that I heavy and comebacky shouty kind of style that I have now. But then on the total flip side of that with sites like, you know, doing the that kind of, that kind of, ba- I don't know, what is it? Like a little whisper, like baby voice. It's bloody shit. gorgeous like, is what it is. Well, you know, <laughs> Check it out live. The, 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 yeah, the little angel voice, you know? So, and, and that is fun to do because, and I think all of it, the, the really airy kind of stuff is fun to do because you find that balance and ratio of where the air is going to come out of your mm, voice yeah, yeah. and the actual note. And then with the, with the heavy stuff, you find that balance of, you know, the thing that everyone was starting to do, you know, the, the, the singing in a high mm. range. And then you find that range where you can add the distortion to your yes. voice and then you can control the, the ratio of distortion to that, you know? And so that's it. I think it's just about being able to control the air and, and, and the uh, gurgle. 100%. I guess. <laughs> when you, um, when you go, so when I, when I first started screaming, uh, the, the, um, band that, really made me turn my head into screaming and be like, I just want to sound like this guy was as I lay dying in the early days. Um, and right. So basically I'd put as yeah. I lay dying records on and I would just, there was no thoughts about how I was doing the technique or airflow or anything like that. It was, I wanted you to were, sound you, like him. Right. So, you, so, yeah. So I was putting so much effort in and I think when, once you get into vocals a bit more deeply and you start figuring it out, it's all about the air balance. And what I'm trying to do now with the airflow is like you bring the larynx together, but when, you, when you're shouting like so loud and, and forcing it that way, your larynx just clamps up and you're basically trying to shove air through a closed gap. That, sounds, you know I mean? that, sounds, that, that genuinely yeah. sounds painful, the way yeah. you described it there. But, That's, yeah. but, but, but bringing the larynx almost together and letting the airflow resonate between, that is what, you get the best sound that's from right. and you get a lot less damage. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to work on. Actually kind of um, intrigued by what your earliest spark of an interest in music was like singing in particular. Was it, was it straight off? You were straight into the type of music that you produce now, or was there any early stuff that you were really digging? No, I was singing for Jesus when I was a, uh, when I was a baby, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the church. So, oh, really? yeah, that, you know, I, I no, because my, my parents were like the my and my they, my my brother my older brother still still they're they're all like church people. So oh, right. oh, oh. Uh, that's how I grew up. Obviously, I don't I'm I'm not down with that shit no more. Uh, but I grew up in that. Um, funny enough, like when you when you were like you know so just grew up with music. But funny enough, with the whole sc- like being able to like okay how how am I gonna like be able to like shout or scream like if there's if I have nowhere to do that where I learned how to do that really is um for is being in a car when i was like in my te- teenage years and screaming at people mm. that was my only <laughs> way to like there's just like you know just trolling people but like the yeah, road rain yeah. you know what found I mean? the sound. Yeah. <laughs> drive by hardcore yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but where else where else where else could you do that like you know as a 14 year old like well, you can't do i can't do that in my bait in my parents yeah house definitely or, you know so so that was that's a funny you know way to kind of yeah, start shouting at your car that's window. It's it, it awesome. Makes, it makes so much sense. Like, so how was that relationship then? So I take it you were like just hanging around with friends. Was it was it friends that you hung a, around that introduced you to sort of metal or, or punk rock or anything like that? Or how did you sort of find the genre that you you sort of like grew up on? Or, or... Laz, you know my big brother, Joel. He plays drums and psychic yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. 
he he introduced me to punk and then uh his buddy his friend brought over a, a propaganda i spy nice. split uh cd and that i mean propaganda was the winnipeg local yeah kind of uh heroes mm. and uh i mean they kind of open they've opened my eyes to you know awesome musicianship in in punk rock and also uh to a lot of like human rights issues that i wouldn't have ever known about before yeah. wicked wicked so you, po- po- you know uh politically uh socially and musically it's like kind of like a step above for me always like yeah so it's a, it's a good it's a good example to just to follow yeah that's know? amazing so you know you say your uh, family a bit more of like a, a religious family church going how did they what was their reaction to you getting into this were they were they heavy on it like did they dislike it they love it and i'm, I'm not saying that i'm proud of this upbringing but uh you know because there was the, you know, the propagandies, but there was just at the same time, there was MXPX. And I'm sure they thought that was very, like a lot better than propaganda in their eyes. You yeah, know what I mean? So that, so they were like, of course, yeah, of course, awesome. you know, if anything, they just wish I was uh, singing, you know, <laughs> to the Lord, not <laughs> yeah, you know, for myself. <laughs> my, my mom's always like that. She like complete, she completely gets it. You know, like she, she's into it as much as she can be, but she's always like, when are you going to write like a ballad? Yeah. Just, just write me a nice ballad. You know what I mean? Do a Christmas song, Laws. Like, do, do but you, but you can't. But you can do that. You can yeah, do that. Definitely. And I, I bet if while she sleeps, did a holiday tune, <laughs> UK would eat that shit up. <laughs> I'm throwing the gauntlet down, there, Laws. There's some. There's some. Yeah. There's some radio money in that shit. I promise yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> But like so many people have tried to do like like there's been bands that have tried to do like the Christmas songs and stuff and they never really seem to stick. No, you know it's, I mean? it's like, they never quite achieve that Mariah Carey level, do they? It's, <laughs> they? They teeter on the edges, but it's it's not quite full blown all level for Christmas. Like it's still a. Do you know what? As much as it's been overplayed vocally. Quite a good performance, I thought. To be honest with you, all I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Oh, Mariah Carey's. She, she, that's actually one, one of the first records as well around like before propaganda, I got dream love. Yeah. That was like one of my first, first CDs. Well, there was this, yeah, that, that was probably one of my first, I was my first CD. Brian I Carey. was just having a thought then. And I remember, I think we were in Manchester and I don't know if we played together or whether you'd played and we'd come to see you, but did we not come to meet you in a bar and you were doing karaoke? And we yes. walked in, went upstairs yes. in this bar, and there was karaoke on, and you just like, oh, well, that was on the, uh, the on the Bring Me Tour, remember? Ah, that's the like one. The Andrew, I have to, Andrew, yeah. I, I absolutely have to know. Then, what is your go-to karaoke song? I've lately, not lately, <laughs> but like I haven't sang karaoke lately. But I would gravitate to like an off an Offspring song or something, like Got a Bad Habit or something nice. like that. Nice, because that's like right. That's right in my range, and everyone still knows like Offspring songs, so that would be good. And then before that, it was like Take on Me, I think. Like why is it? You know, I probably said when you when you came to see it, it was probably Take I on Me. I think you're right. I think we walked into the bar upstairs <laughs> just as he was hitting that high note in the chorus. Oh, but hey, let's let's go back to this holiday thing. <laughs> you know, while she's sleeps, <laughs> you got you got a lot of no, no. You you guys have a you, you have a lot of like kind of like you know uh, choir type stuff. I think. Oh, you know, dude, like, yes. You know, something dark, something dark. Yeah, yeah like a dark, Christmas a dark song Christmas song. Yeah. Yes, yeah. do it. We did. We did. Matt, 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 Matt Welsh, Matt Welsh. Heed my words. 
Yeah. I'm going to have a word. Honestly, I'm going to plant the seeds here, Andrew. I think that I think you're definitely on something there. Today. This is Andrew Newfelt from Comeback Kid, and you're listening to the Throat Podcast. When we're talking about like really good vocal performances, what do you? What's your personal favorite of your own? vocal performances that you've ever put down on record i don't i don't think that it shows i don't think that it shows the craziest range really but like the mix and the production and everything of this song called absolute from the last comeback yeah. record outsider it's awesome it, it's awesome because the way that kyle black the mixer did it he um he would put like a lot of vocals like in the middle of the pan but then also you'd have like me like you know on the on the right top or like me on the bottom left and he would just it was just great to hear vocals coming from different places on on that and i know that you know that's happening a lot more now but it was i think that's the best like vocal production that and then i, I love uh what devin townsend did with um yeah, 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 yeah. the sights and sounds monolith record yeah. so he gave me a lot of confidence uh vocally uh he he was really awesome and he's uh one of the most insane vocalists as well, mm. Devin Townsend. Yeah, Townsend's yeah. So. and then he guessed it on one of your uh, comeback kid tunes, right? Oh, actually, on that one. Yeah, well. yeah. So, so yeah. Um, uh, someone actually, I didn't know. I loved Comeback Kid and somehow completely missed Sights and Sounds. Um, uh, Monolith was already out when I found out about Sights and Sounds. Um, we were just, I think we were signed to Sony at the time, and someone. Someone in, in the direction. office was like, do you want a few CDs? And then, oh, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. like, have you heard this one by Andrew? And I was like, what? And m- honestly, Monolith Record is unbelievable. So I have to agree with you on that, mate. It's, it's, it's serious shit. Mm. <laughs> it's so good for any time of day. Like if you're having a few drinks and you're partying with friends, it seems to, it seems to be great then. But also you smoke a bit of weed on your own and listen to it and it's great then as well. Like it's just... Yeah, I love it. Oh, thanks, man. Devin Townsend was was a was an amazing producer, and uh, you know, just those vibes that when it's it doesn't feel it just feels so natural and inspiring. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, we were out we were out and you know in edge of edge of the world in BC, like there's bears in the backyard and water, and just like, oh, that was man. a really magical kind of time for yeah. us. Yeah. It sounds absolutely wonderful. And that's what's going on, right? Like I'm just kind of we're right having our you know i just left the first rehearsal here with comeback kid for the new record as a full band like i said it just started like the, the guys are just, i'm in the garage right now the guys just started jamming in the basement next door and yeah. like this is it's like real. so this is the, the start of a, a new journey for us so it's really cool. So cool and what better time to be doing it while like you know we have to be kind of locked down anyway. Yeah. so it's a good time to be recording and writing oh, and, dude, yeah, yeah. Have you been writing? Have you been writing about your experience over the course of the last few months, Andrew? Have you have tried to steer away from that? I've tried to steer away from it because uh, I think that too many vocalists will be writing about Corona pandemic and then Donald Donald Trump and you know it's just like let's try not to like I would like to keep it more like you know timeless or universal if possible. I know that already there's stuff that in there that I think is kind of attached to this time, but that I need to kind of strip back a little bit. What was interesting to me writing. Is, is how you can write something down. It might be about a relationship or it might be about something quite political, but some, it's nice that somewhere who the listener can find whatever meaning that they want. And I, they're, the, they're the sort of lyrics I like where it still leaves it a bit open. So yeah, but I had the same, the same view actually, Andrew. I was like, I'm not going to go out and write about this because I feel like everyone will be writing about it. So I kind of try and steer 
Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I get what you. I, but I, get, cr- I get what you're both saying. But the counteraction to that, I would say, is we need a lot of those at the moment. We need a lot. We need a lot of punks. We do. We need a lot of angry punk voices. Yeah. So don't so don't don't veer too oh. much away from it, you two. Please, <laughs> we we need you. Oh no no no! We, I, I'm 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 fighting the good fight in the lyrics. I just not. I'm just trying not to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to do any like ca- catchphrases of now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. I would like. To, I would be, like to be conscious of that. It, it's hard for me to, as well with like you know lyric writing, talking talking about relationships and some of the stuff that I find maybe a little trivial when some of the stuff that's really really important is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and right. I'm some, I'm not always super involved in it, but you know we want to. You want to be a voice in that. So um, I think that, you know, if you follow us, you can see, kind of see, uh, you know, where where our hearts and minds are in that, with that. So I'll also just kind of back to the lyric yeah. thing. I would like to challenge myself to like name specific things more, objects or things, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm writing like the, I'm right in the middle of, of the lyric writing right now. Yeah, so yeah. It's kind of just a spinning wheel in my head, but um I don't know if this part, that's part of the podcast, the lyrical yeah, stuff. But, just, yeah, it's um, different. I think it's just interesting for people to know. From the from the moment you guys put down lyrics, do you do you do you straight away start to work on how you'd like it to sound, or is there just is there a moment of focus for the lyrics? I'm quite fickle, so I'll write something down, and one day I'll really love it, and then the next day I'm very much doubt it. So it, it takes. Off quite difficult for me sometimes to get it all down you know what i mean Some, a few layers to strip it back you know what i'm saying yeah yeah right? and i i usually always know what i want it to sound like so i actually to be fair i like i find i i find stuff to place because i know how i want it to sound already except i don't know what it is yet right i i write to i write to the sound of the words but there's always certain little phrases or words that oh that come like right away and yeah. then you kind of follow that yeah and those, I think those are I the find. ones that is, is so easy to take out sometimes because they're placeholders but a lot of the time they're there because that's how it happened and it felt right then and and that's what it felt so natural at that one moment and i've i've usually i'm usually uh going with my gut like the yeah. first gut moment thing yeah definitely. and i'm I, i'm always but i do love like you know, I've, I've told my band members too. you know, for this, these sessions, like, like really would like to, you know, I would like to hear what you would like, what would you do on this part yeah. or something? You know, I, I, I want to hear some, I want to hear some options definitely. Cause it's not always first gut instinct, but that's why it's great to have in, as you have laws with like your guys, like, it's just great to have other songwriters and musicians that you trust that you can like bounce ideas off of. Cause it's, I, I guess that's, you know, we've already done a bunch of demos, but a lot of, of it's been in, like in isolation. So yeah. I'm just really jazzed right now on being like in the room with like my band. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I bet, you, I bet it's felt like an eternity. But um, yeah, it, it's a good yeah. feeling, man. And, and especially to, you know, it's great that you guys are managing to work that out because, you know, it, a tour, like for us, for example, we've done a lot of writing before where it's been like Sean's wrote a lot of it on a laptop on a tour bus you know and it's, it's it can be yeah. really difficult to feel that when you're not able to actually play that and sometimes it a lot of it goes down to like you jamming parts of it in sound check and it's not really enough time and and you know so it's, it's awesome that you guys are managing exactly. to get back in the room together and last time i saw lauren our drummer was in australia in january of this Mad. year so until yesterday so <laughs> like we and we have you know we have like 12 demos but it's all stuff that 
we've programmed. So it's like, I want him to come with, you know, some, some of his stuff, you know? So, yeah. What about you, man? Did you find it tough? Did you keep busy during the whole thing? How was it for you? The course of the last, it's because it's been a fucking roller coaster for a lot of people and you never know. Some people seem to have done quite well. Some people had, you know, complete breakdowns. It's, just, it's, it's, it's been a rough old time. How did you cope for it, man? How did you keep yourself busy? Complete breakdowns and, and some good times. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> bit of a, bit of a. Yeah, I'm on the up and up now. But uh, yeah, I've been writing a lot. And uh, uh, I've come to Winnipeg a couple times to write with our other guitar mm. player. You know, I've also just kind of been working in... Uh, on film sets and stuff like that just because I, I i didn't really do that too much but i know next year after like we're going to record in like beginning of 2021 if all goes well and then so, but i know that touring is not coming back like right away so i'm probably gonna have you know work for a bit until tours come back you know before lockdown happened we were playing in canada and i was talking to you about it was the first time i went into a, like a proper full-on dispensary yeah, where, like you could just be like that weed's really good for me. I'm gonna get that one, and it, that blew my mind enough. But that day we went to see Sights and Sounds, which in <laughs> Ottawa. That sounds like the perfect combination, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. And as cringe as this might sound, you know, it was a bit of a tick the box moment for me because I was in Canada watching Sights and Sounds, which what? was cool. That was like one of the last shows in Canada, but like, it, like that was the end of. Because that was right before March, and March first is where it all kind of went. Like, okay, this is happening, the coronavirus. So we were touring right up until February 29th, and I saw you around like February 27th or something. So it was like quite, like literally at that cusp moment. Like you guys were. How long did you guys end up on that tour for? We cut it short. We we basically missed out on Vegas and California. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> you got screwed. Yeah. But we were just like. <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where the borders are going to show. We are out of it. Um, yeah, we were trying to plan the comeback kid uh, while she sleeps tour then too that night. Yeah, we were talking about going out and supporting. We were going to do a Canadian tour. This is Andrew Newfelt from Comeback Kid, and you're listening to the Throat Podcast. Fuck. What's the scene like over there, Andrew? What's what's it like? Have you seen it evolve and change over a number of different years? How how is it over there? It's long drives between cities, but it's it's good. It's yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's like you know, it's for as big as it is, you'd think there'd be so many more. Like, but there's you know, ten <laughs> to tw- ten main cities, and they're all pretty awesome, and all, they're all very mm, different. Yeah. You know, Western Canada is different than you know the uh, mountain Mount, Mountain Canada is definitely different than like Toronto. You know what I mean? So, so they, uh, yeah, they all have their unique kind of cultures shows, and styles. Favorite shows of the tour we just dropped off of was Montreal. Mm. Oh, nice. They're, like, they're fucking nuts. Amazing. Amazing to play for. Our show was sold out. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Mm. It was so much fun. But I, I just love Canada in general. How's, how's that going with, um, with the Sleep Society there, Lars? The Sleep Society is going really well, man. Like I've, I've said it a, a few times on like interview pieces and stuff like that. We're really lucky that our, our like core fan base just sort of really listen to what we have to say and they try to understand it, you know, and they, they get behind it. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're, we're learning a lot from it, you know, it's great. We're learning what the core fan base want from us in terms of like what they want to see on the Sleep Society, the content, and it's just making, it's nice to have a hub where the people that care about it as much as we do 
they're in there. You know what I mean? They're directly supporting it. And it's just so good to see other other fans meeting other other fans and like talking about stuff. And like we've had people that have just joined the Sleep Society that he's met someone that he's like dating now or you oh, know, wow. like Awesome, early days, awesome. but it's it's just the community side of things and and how united people are with that whole thing. And I've said it before; it's really nice to see some kind of positive changes happening in the music industry because it's been very hard work for uh, uh, it's it's been it's been a very tough industry and it's been very full on for a very long time. And yeah. we've had this opportunity in this damn time to uh, to kind of change some of the bad things about it and, and and make some new ideas and stuff. Is there anything about the music industry that you? didn't particularly like Andrew that you were uh, that you thought was uh, something that needed to change oh snap I haven't even thought about <laughs> what I didn't like about touring and music for a long time because <laughs> I just really want to do it again uh, <laughs> right it's taking your mind off of maybe some of the negative no it's interesting it's taking your mind off some of the negative things because you've just not had it for that it. long yeah, yeah. you just want to go out and do it yeah right. you know I, I i still i still view it as something as a gift and something that i'm lucky to be able to do so like i've never really been one, like oh this that the other like dude like i get to like play music and be, and do art like be an artist uh in in my life and and you mm-hmm. know i have that opportunity it's it's not easy to to pull off and it's i'm lucky to be on this ride for sure it's uh yeah, yeah definitely yeah i I wouldn't, I, know. I wouldn't say lucky but like you know you've put you've put your time in you've like crafted your crafted your shit and and the, the bands you're in are wicked and yeah you get to talk but, but it does like, it does does that, that goes both ways yeah it does make you appreciate it part of being home is is nice like i i like the idea of that you know if I can't do anything, every like if I can't do what I want to do, it's like kind of a weird comforting feeling that no one else can either. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, like <laughs> yeah, we're all in like, the same yeah. boat. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. You know, uh, I've 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 felt burnt out in the past, and I think I've been. I think I've even said in the past, I just wish that like I could just take like a six month break. But at, on th- those six months, I didn't expect to. You know, I would have liked to go somewhere hot or something like that. Not like. <laughs> not you know have a pandemic or something <laughs> take take a six month break if I can prepare for it and go nice places not just be stuck at home for the entire <laughs> year for six yeah. but yeah. Uh, I don't know it's it's definitely uh, something you know as as far as writing, we're writing now so I don't really know this is this is kind of like we're making the best out of this situation I don't know I think that's yeah, yeah I think that's all anybody can really do is just try and make the Make, make a little the best bubble out of it. It. make a little bubble with your band and then just just get it <laughs> get stuff done yeah, yeah I, I really like that behind the scenes uh uh chat you guys had uh laws with the um with uh tom and uh, with just like setting up that video and stuff that was really <laughs> nice to see all you guys kind of shouting out ideas and shit yeah dude yeah dude and that's that's just the sort of things that like we would like i don't know not hesitate to put out but the things that we're focusing on now to be like it is a lot more interesting than, you know, than we think it is to other people, you know? Mm. So, Andrew, have you, at the, at the moment, is there any, like, up-and-coming bands from, like, local to you or, band, like, new new music that you're personally listening to that we should maybe know about or you'd like to give, like, shout-outs to? Is there any? Is there anything going on like that for the, you? The, one of the bands that I'm mainly jazzed on in hardcore, like this new, this new band uh, from Australia called Speed, 
They just okay, released. Yeah. A, they yeah. really just released a set song called "A Dumb Dog Can't Be Flo- Flogged" or something. I can't remember the name. But <laughs> Sounds nice. Just says no. Type in like "dumb dog" or something, and then speed. Okay. And uh, but this speed. this shit's speed. Yeah, they're they're my. That's definitely my my favorite new sh- new band out right now. Um, speed speeds a little EP here. It's called Twenty Twenty Flex. So I've I've just found I'm literally just found them on Spotify. I'm just adding that to my listen list. Nice. There we go. Uh, what, what do they kind of sound like? Uh, Trapped under ice, kind of a little bit, but like it's it's good. It's it's fun. There's some like caveman wow. parts, and then some like you know the really cool rhythmic stuff. So it's fun. Hey, I'm actually listening to an Australian band at the moment that um, I just got onto called Thornhill. Oh, and nice. A bit more of like they're a bit more of like a more of a metalcore band than, than like a punk rock band for sure but they're a bit like they're a bit techy um but that sort of stuff for me has to be really right like i don't mm. i don't always enjoy that that sound so right. these guys are pretty well yeah, let's, let's, let's keep it uh, let's keep it australian then my one of my favorite bands uh, right now too is the dmas and i'm sure they're you know they're huge in in england uh, yeah, they, saw, take, they took off over in England as well. They did big time, yeah. Yeah, I went to go see them actually last time I was in England uh, at uh, in Manchester. They opened for uh, Liam Gallagher. So they got me in the yeah. show. I, I kind of fan my, fanboyed myself into being friends with one of them and then uh, you know, got <laughs> in the show. And it was amazing. I, I never knew how big like a band like Stone Roses was. Like For me in Canada, I didn't realize that. And then I'm in like a full arena singing singing them or like what like in between bands it was crazy so yeah. I, I and i like being there also made maybe be like if i were like a like a woman in this like when i was taking a piss i'm like if i were a woman surrounded by this many men like i would i, I know why they feel intimidated like <laughs> is, those gigs was it do you say it was liam gallagher the, the it, gig it, that yeah it was, it was an interesting crowd yeah. <laughs> what did you think what did you think to what did you think to Hooligan, liam the hooligans yes yes they are a bit they are a bit laddish as we call them what I did you it. think to liam he's quite a divisive figure in the uk but he he, he splits the crowd a lot but um yeah. I take it you quite enjoyed that one, yeah? I loved it. I loved it. I've seen Noel like uh, tons of times in Toronto, but never Liam. Yeah. But it was it was amazing to me that he was playing like you know this sold out arena, and yeah. the first song his like he was like yelling at the monitor guy <laughs> like during like <laughs> rock and roll star and like dude like you you didn't figure this out like before this it was just wild to he's me a, that he's, he's, that he's he, an angry man. Like yeah, like his his shit was all like messed messing up the first song. I get that, but it just maybe happened more than once, and it was just really funny. Like you just think that you would be a little bit more. <laughs> I think he's awesome. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, so. Literally, literally the roughest crowd I've ever been in. My first festival was back in like 2003 or something like that. I'm watching Oasis at Tea in the Park, and it was so rough. Like before the band even came on, this guy was walking towards us just covered in blood. And I looked down, he just had a smashed bottle of whiskey sticking out of his gut, trying to find oh, like what? a first aid tent. This was five minutes before Oasis even came on. And then they come on and like 50,000 drunk Scottish men just basically start fighting for 45 minutes. It was, it was chaos. But I'm actually looking forward to getting back to that stuff, you know? I can't wait. Bring it oh, on. For sure. For sure, I met I met a few friends uh, in, in the seats next to me. It was great. Well, yeah, I think we're going to drop it there, Andrew. I just want to say thank you very much for your time, bro. And uh, oh, man. 
so stoked that Comeback Kid are onto a new record. Cheers for giving us your, your insight into into vocals, you know, and um, yeah, I think people are going to find that interesting. Yeah, absolutely for fantastic, man. Loads of great stuff in sure. there. Thanks. So thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, miss you, you Laws. Nice to meet you, Christian. Uh, hope Pleasure, I man. Absolutely. Hope I can uh, see you soon, man. Uh, have the best time hanging with your dudes and, and jamming out some music, man. This sounds okay, great. Man. Thanks, dude. Talk soon. Sweet. Cheers, man. Catch you later, bye.